Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, February 20th, 2023. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I did. My mother-in-law was in town, and it was great. Great time. Went out uh, Went out to, to eat, and you know, my wife and my mother-in-law went shopping. I stayed home. I took a nap. It was amazing. Praise the Lord. Also, you know, I talk a lot about when you get a prophetic word, it's important to be a good steward of that. It's important to write it down. And, um, you know, I'd gotten a couple of prophetic words on the show live. And I just really think it's important to sit there and scribe those out. Um, and so I actually practiced what I preached and I took some time while they were out shopping and I did that. Uh, and it's really cool to see, uh, you know, you kind of get that initial, especially when somebody gives a word to you spoken out. Um, there's that initial kind of revelation or like, whoa, this is really resonating with me. And then taking it afterwards and really breaking it down um, and just letting the Lord really highlight certain things. Maybe you didn't catch the first time. Uh, so it's really fun. So if you haven't done that yet, go do that. Set some time, do that. It's important to be good stewards with the revelation that God gives us. So um, today is episode 182. Very exciting. 182. I can't believe how fast these episodes are going by now that we're five days a week. Very exciting. And if you are listening on Spotify and you are not following us yet there, go ahead and give us a follow. Pretty please. That'll help us out a lot. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's it. Pretty simple. Um, my guest today, he's been on a couple of times. I just, I love this guy. I love his passion for the Lord. Um, always pre presenting really uh, transparent, simple, uh, easy to grasp uh, tips and, and do's and don'ts of evangelism and sharing your faith. And uh, he just has a real zeal for the Lord. Uh, so yeah, he's an evangelist. He's also the host of the Farewell to the Surface podcast. Let's give it up for my guest today, Joshua Zatkoff. Joshua Zatkoff. What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. You know, we were, <laughs> we were talking before and I was like, it hasn't been that long since it's been, been on. It was like December 1st. And I was like, I guess it is kind of a long time. So yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad to have you back, dude. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I always enjoy our conversations. I know last time uh, we spoke, we got cut off in the middle. So I said, I guess, I guess we'll have to pick it up next time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, all right, man. Um, what have you, what have you been up to? You know, we were talking before, I think it's kind of an interesting thing. What are you doing now? Cause it's like, I was calling it like the ultimate redemption arc, just given yeah. your, your past and, and things that you did, you share a lot about that. Uh, you're pretty open with that, but what are you doing now? So what I'm doing now is I am a I'm a peer recovery specialist. And so what I do is I essentially go into the jail in my in my county. Um, I go into the jail and I meet with inmates who are getting out within the next 30 days. Usually they're getting out like that day. Um, and I try to connect them to uh, if they have a history of substance abuse. I try to connect them to this It's a program. It's called ECOP. Um, it's a empowered community opioid project. And um, basically, we try to get them connected to um, medicated assistant treatment if that's what they need, uh, or if they need housing or, you know, whatever they kind of need, um, Medicaid or something like that. And so I just try to plug them in because when people get out of jail uh, or, or a rehab, if you if you've been kind of away for a while, and then you 
get out, uh, you're 129 times more likely to have an overdose, which is, I mean, it's pretty insane, uh, yeah. you know, statistics. Yeah, that's um, crazy. And so, yeah, what they're trying to do now is get people kind of plugged in, you know, quickly. So, yeah. And now you're going into jails and you're you know, meeting with these guys when they're getting ready to leave, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so man. I'm meeting with them and yeah. So cool. I just think it's cool. Like God does that, you know, when we overcome, it's like he flips it. He's like, all right, now you go Yeah. help pull people out, you know? Yeah. So cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I just honestly, good. man, I just love, love. Um, and obviously he's done this in all of our lives, but especially with a testimony like yours, um, you know, I just find myself, you know, I'll see you post things and I'm like, it's like, I can't help, but just like, sometimes I've even just teared up, dude. Like just thinking about it, like how good God is and what he's done in your life, you know? And, uh, I just thank you for, for sharing that with people, uh, and showing yeah. the process, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. No, I appreciate that, man. It's, it's definitely humbling because I, I know that I'm just a vessel of mercy. You know what I mean? At the mm -hmm. end of the day, I, I'm, I've been a mess my whole life. And even now I'm still a mess sometimes. And so, you know, it's just join it's... the club, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right, man. Well, what's on your heart to share today and talk about? So, um, you know, when I was praying to God and kind of seeing, you know, what do you want me to talk about? Um, he just told me, he said, I just want you to stir up a hunger for them to seek me. Um, and, and, and if there's one thing that, you know, uh, I know that I have that God gifted me that I actually took me a couple years to realize was even a gift. It was, it was hunger and, and, and zeal. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really know that that was, you know, it's so funny because even the way we see God is a gift from God. It's like, it says in Philippians, it's, it's his spirit that works within us to do and to will. Yeah. And so um, I didn't realize that, that it was a gift. And so something that I've realized is that sometimes I'll impart that hunger for people. You know what I mean? And so I felt like God said to, some, you know, stir up that hunger. And and so it's funny because God doesn't give me the every little thing I'm going to talk about. He, that was just the topic he gave me. And so we'll, yeah. we'll see where the spirit leads. We're just going to jump out in faith and yeah. we're going to just wing it. Yeah, dude, I honestly think that, uh, you know, because we bring on. Uh, on this show, you know, I bring on people from different walks of life, different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, every testimony is unique, but I think it's so important for, you know, like for me, I, I was raised in a Christian home, but I wasn't always following the Lord, but I never went down the, the path of, you know, sleeping around or partying or drugs or anything like that. Uh, but I can speak to the emptiness I felt before I actually like stepped out to the Lord, you know, with the Lord. But, um, you know, I was 18 when I really dedicated my life to the Lord. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, the, my entire adult life I've been following him, but what I love about why it's so important to hear just all different kinds of testimonies is you see the gratitude Sometimes you can lose sight. Honestly, you can get caught up in the monotony of, of a job or monotony of day to day. And you forget about how amazing and how God, good God is, um, especially if you allow yourself to just kind of coast. Yeah. Life, there have been times where I have just coasted. And I know there's yeah. a lot of other believers out there as well. But to see just the gratitude that you feel towards the Lord and you express on the daily of recognizing the only reason why I am where I am today is because of him. 
And it's like, yeah, yeah, he is good. Like he is amazing. And like, that's why I, um, that's what I love about you so much, man, is, is that you really do instill that hunger in people just by the recognition of how saved you really are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a pretty common thing. You know, it's, I didn't, and I didn't know this until, you know, kind of spending some time as, as a believer is that, you know, I think that's, it's common with people that kind of grew up into it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you don't realize, you start to get used to it. And so you kind of get numb and ungrateful and to the, the basic things of the kingdom, like the joy of your salvation and things like that. If it becomes a part of your life, even the presence of God, uh, I know there was time, there's been times where I started to kind of take those simple things for granted. And because you, you get used to the presence of God, you get used to the joy or something. Um, And then you don't realize how good it is till you kind of lose it a little bit or, you know what I mean? And, um, Mm. and so that's something because, you know, my wife, she's been raised in it. And so, um, it's it's an interesting dynamic, you know, people that grew up in it versus people that come into it. Yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, what do you have to say in regards to stirring up people's desire to pursue God, their hunger to seek him? So I think that God gave me a couple of scriptures to share. The first one I want to wear, uh, share is a uh, Psalm 42. And we all know like the deer pants for water, my soul pants for you. Hmm. And, um, you know, that is one that God kind of led me to pretty early on. And, I, you know, kind of like, what does that really mean? You know, what what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see like a deer or something running around and, and, and you have you ever like seen movies or something or even, I've you know, in the wild, if maybe you've been hunting or something. They have this like breath of that, like the nature's breath is so rich and like like sur- uh, the, the survival aspect of it is like uh, or if you look at um animals in in africa or something in, in the desert longing for water it's, mm-hmm. it's it's life or death it's it's not like we have to get to this water we're, we're dead mm-hmm. and so i kind of started to to feel that and i started to recognize how my soul genuinely had this aching uh dying feeling if i wasn't in the presence of god or if i wasn't with him I had to get with him. And Mm. so if I wasn't experiencing the presence of Jesus, it was like, whatever I have to do to get there, I'll do it. Whatever I have to ignore, whatever I have to let go of, I have to get to that presence. I have to get to that water. And so um, it's been just a a journey of, of building that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, have you ever been in those times where like, you're like, uh, you feel that ache, but like God is calling you to some place you've never been before spiritually, like, or like deeper. And it's, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. You're, you know, you're maybe you're reading your Bible, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're spending time with him, but there's almost like the notes that he starts to sing. If we're going to use like musical terms are, are foreign, they, but you know, they're from him. And you're like, man, like I just, I hear you. I don't know how to get to you other than to continue in what I'm doing and that you're going to show me the way. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been in a situation like that? I, I think so. I mean, in, in, in at least what I'm hearing is kind of like God switches up the program. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a hide and seek and, a, and I'm, I'm switching it up. And yeah, I think that's one of the most frustrating, but also one of the most maturing things that 
you know, we can experience as sons and daughters is because it's, it seems like it, I'll never forget finally getting used to, like hearing God's voice for myself in prayer and stuff and how quickly I forgot he speaks other ways, you know, like yeah. how quickly I'm like, like, obviously, you know, I look in the word, but I was like expecting every answer to start coming directly to me. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like every season that I get used to what he's doing, he switches it up. As soon as I get comfortable with where he's at now, <laughs> he's he changes up the program and, and it's like, okay, find him. Find, where is he speaking now? Mm-hmm. How's he moving now? And um, it's interesting because a lot of times you don't even catch it until after it's the season passed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like one of those sovereign aspects of God where it's like, oh, now I see how he, he oh, wow, he really was doing that then, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're like doing push-ups and you don't you don't even maybe you took a before picture and then you're like I'm going to do 100 push-ups every single day and then yeah. like 3 months go by and you look and you're like you look at that after picture and you're like, "Whoa, dude, check it out." But like, you know, you go through those moments where you're like, "I'm not seeing any growth. I'm not doing whatever." Um yeah, but I mean in regards to like I mean cuz I would say just in describing that season that I you know was describing that's definitely where I'm at right now and I felt yeah. like you know when I entered into 2023 I was excited and I'm I'm still excited but it's just like God is shifting the way that I hear him um yeah. you know by yeah it's almost like a hide and seek kind of a thing um and yeah. it's like I hear him I know he's near but it's almost like he's like and it's always a good thing, you know, but it's, it can be frustrating though. Cause you're like, ah, but like, I feel <laughs> I did what I felt like I was supposed to do. And I'm not feeling, I'm, I'm just, I feel like there's more, I feel like there's always more, there's more I could, I could get or, or press into. Um, yeah. And I know there's some people listening are like, that sounds awesome. I'm like, it is awesome, but it's like frustrating at the same time. it is there's a song by uh, Alyssa smith called daily bread and uh she says something in my daily bread but she says you keep me hungry you keep me fed you know what i'm saying and Mm. that's like the the contradictory like truth behind it it's like the hunger of god never gets satisfied and the more full you are on god the more hungry you are for god and it's so it's like this it's like he gives you something to to continue but you never actually get it all it's like Mm. breadcrumbs keep on coming keep on coming and and so the whole aspect of of being hungry for god is not being satisfied with that because there is more you know what i mean i think the frustration part of it is um is going through the process and maybe um at least for me it's sometimes paying that price yeah um, a lot of times, and especially in the charismatic church, we talk about like paying the price and dying to yourself and all these things that are true and they're biblical, but sometimes people don't want to hear them because, uh, it, some people say, well, that's works or people think like, oh, you think that you're, you know, more spiritual or you're, you know what I'm saying? When you talk about doing these things, I think mm-hmm. sometimes it could lead other people to feeling condemned or, uh, you know, like th- they they have to do more to be loved or, or see something. And I just know that for me, it's kind of the truth. Like you brought up the working out uh, as far as when you go to the gym, 
you work out when you start going to the gym you you know when i started going to the gym like i'm about to start again soon i need it's been a couple of years <laughs> I'll, I'll do probably like 50 push-ups and 10 pull-ups and be done and be sore for a week mm -hmm. you know because it's been so long i'm, I'm not going to yeah. be able to do nothing well within a month everything starts moving up you know i start then four or five months i'll start curling more i'll start doing more and I mean, I've noticed the same thing with God. You know, when I first got saved, it was it was easy to get in the presence of God. But the more I grew in Christ, the more I had to spend time with him, the more that I had to put into it. And and you know what I mean? It was like just a 15 minute, you know, prayer and a couple worship songs didn't do it for me. It didn't fill me. You know what I yeah. mean? I think, yeah. Yeah. Were you gonna say something? Yeah, well, I was just thinking like also just to, I, I, I don't know, man, like for me, working out is like one of the most profound, um, examples because it's so multi-layered and whenever I'm, you know, actively working out, being disciplined, eating right, the amount of revelation that comes from that whole process in terms of my relationship with the Lord is so profound, man. And so for me, it's like, you know, just like with exercise, my walk with the Lord, the more discipline I have, the more success it actually yields, the greater mm -hmm. results it actually yields, rather than just waiting to do it when I feel like it. Because there are mm -hmm. sometimes when I don't feel like, I would say eight out of 10 times, I don't feel like working out. But the second right. I actually make, I go, nope, I'm doing it. And then the endorphins hit and you're like, woo, you know, and uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, my wife always jokes and says, you know, I can be grumpy when I get up and then like 30 seconds in, I'm just like, you know, the endorphins yeah. hit and I'm like, you know, the exact opposite, but the same has been true in my walk with the Lord where it's like the more disciplined I am to where I go, Nope, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm mm -hmm. going to press in because I know I need to be fed. I know that I, you know, it's just like someone who's like, okay, I'm trying to eat more healthier. I hate broccoli, but I know it's good for me. So I'm going to eat that broccoli and it's going to provide proper nourishment to me rather than the candy bar that I want to eat right now. Yeah. And I just think with, with God, it's like the same way where it's like being disciplined. And then it's like, if I'm like, nope, I know this is what I need, regardless of how I feel. No, I want to go watch a show or no, I want to go do this, play a game or whatever, um, or just sit and stare, you know? going, nope, I know this is what I need. And without fail, every single time, regardless of how I felt going into that, almost immediately, I feel God's presence. And I'm like, okay, yes. Glad you know? I did that. Yeah, I'm glad I did that. It's funny too, because I mean, the working out thing really is a really great analogy for it. Because the funny thing is too, at least with me, is that the first month I don't feel like I have to force myself to go. <laughs> but once I start to yeah. feel stronger, yeah. now I feel weird if I don't go. Yeah, And it's the same thing where prayer becomes an addiction. I mean, it yeah. is like, like no, that's a good in, point. in the book of Samuel, he says, uh, forgive me that I have uh, ceased to pray for Israel. Um, I forget exactly which chapter, but basically he is saying, Lord, forgive me. I have failed to pray. Like me stopping praying was, was a sin. And that's how it starts to feel when you get accustomed and build that discipline with God. At some point, you feel wrong if you're not praying, not condemned or something. Like you feel like, oh, I, I, something's missing. Like I have to go spend that time with Jesus. You know what I mean? I find myself, especially for the first like three years when God was really building stuff and forming stuff in me. 
I would find myself running home from work, like running to my prayer room. Like I got to get out of this world and be with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't wait. And, and like a kid, I had to like, I was the excitement and the, the feeling of off, like running, you know, at work and, and leaving to go run to the bathroom to pray for five minutes and, and really just, you know, like push everything aside. Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And just Jesus, I just love you. I just thank you for this day. Like, you know what I mean? Burning me. And and so the uh, there's a Proverb 26, 20. And I actually, I had like three scriptures marked. So this is one. And this is a 2620. He says, for lack of wood, the fire goes out. Now, this is talking specifically about like gossiping. Like if you if you stop the gossip, then it'll stop spreading. Right. But I use this analogy for when you get saved, when God does something in you, when you get in his presence or, or you know, you have an encounter, it's a flame. He starts a fire in you. He starts something within you. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've been camping or, you know, start mm-hmm. had fires before. It's amazing how quick those logs burn. Yeah. I mean, people think like, oh, we're going to have a fire and just chill. And I'm like, dude, fires. I love fires. But you have to spend a lot of time getting wood. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you have to go out, gather wood. And it's a, it, I mean, the more you feed it, the more it burns. And so it's the same thing. It's like God starts something in you. And a lot of times we go to church or, you know, we have this Asbury revival stuff and people go and it's amazing. And then they return to casual, you know, casual seeking, casual life. Yeah. But if God starts a fire in you. You have to continue adding logs to that fire to keep it burning, you know? Yeah, dude, that's so true because, you know, I was in missions for like five years, four years, something like that, you know, and, um, you know, worked with a lot of different students, did a lot of discipleship, and there's a marked difference between, you know, those that continue to stoke that fire, continue Mm -hmm. to fuel that fire. And those who were riding on an experience and look, I'm not, I'm not condemning experiences. Like Mm -hmm. God gives us those mountaintop experiences for a reason. But if, if you don't, to me, it's like, you know, if you ever play like, um, like Mario Kart, there's like the little spots on the ground that give you a boost going over it. Like that's Uh what those are to me. Like you're still in the race and it's like those, those boosts will like give you a little, little edge, you know, they'll give you a little like, little extra speed um, yeah. to propel you along. But, um, you know, we can't, it's so important to, and I, dude, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because this is what we're talking about. Fueling that fire, continuing mm-hmm. to give, give that fire fuel um, is, you know, for a long time, you know, when I was like growing up, you know, I was younger in the Lord. I just hear a lot about like, you know, Oh, just experience, experience, experience. And I think even I'm just seeing a lot of like emphasis on what we're talking about now, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like the discipline aspect and the, um, and and I think you brought up a really good point, man. It's like, even with working out. Yeah. Like at first it's tough and it could be a couple of months for some people of Mm -hmm. just agony, you know, I was just like, Mm -hmm. I absolutely hate this, but there comes a point where you go, no, 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 no. I like the way I feel. I don't like the way I feel when I eat that. And, right. and so let that, I mean, people can immediately see or hear, depending on how you're listening to this, the, the spiritual application to that. No, I don't right. want to eat that because I don't like how it makes me feel. 
I like this because I like how it makes me feel. I like the energy that it gives me. I like the the mental clarity I have because my my brain's getting vitamins and it's you know right. my spirit is getting nourishment. My you know, um, I think it's really really important that that discipline, but that discipline does yield itself to freedom. You know, mm-hmm. um, like traffic laws, for example. Let's use traffic laws. Um, there are restrictions on the road so that it's not absolute mayhem so right. that you and I can get on the road. And at least here in the States, you get on the right side of the road, you're going the right direction. You don't have anybody in your lane going the opposite direction. Um, so it's that restriction that actually allows freedom for us to get where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's funny though. Uh, Autobahn, this little side comment that it's got that, that no speed limit, but apparently it's like one of the safest roads on, <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Right? it's Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. interesting, I but that's, I think exactly. Yeah, no, I think I get what you're saying, though, is is like what it comes down to for me is I see all day as choices of this, that, whatever it is, you know, and what God had put in me was this thought of I want this, but I'd rather have God. I want that like this it would be cool, but I'd rather have Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Um and that's one thing that I love about fasting. I mean, it says, it says, I hung, uh, blesses he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness. You know what I mean? Uh, I like that feeling of being hungry and everything in my flesh desiring food and saying, no, I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather have that. Like the way that I hunger physically is how I'm hungry spiritually. And I know that he will feed that. You know what I mean? I know when, when I lay it before him and have my flesh crying out for the most basic desire of the flesh and denying that for his presence it reward it's it, he rewards that's what uh, hebrews 11:6 says he rewards those who diligently seek him yeah and so um the it's like a lot of times we spend time talking about seeking god i was talking to a friend one time and we were on the phone and and he was talking we were just talking about jesus or something and and i kind of started to prophetically stir up something in him you know what i mean god kind of put some stuff on my heart to talk to him about and so i was just talking to him you know just not even telling any just talking and he kind of paused and he said dude he said i'm so convicted right now he said dude i need to start seeking jesus and stop talking about it and so Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like we we spend time talking about seeking jesus thinking about seeking jesus but it's the discipline of actually doing it and um I think one of the most fruitful things that I've seen in my life and and, and when I look at the different seasons in my life, because, um, you know, I haven't been consistent in doing it. I switch up my schedule changes, this happened, whatever yep. it is. Yeah. But the most rewarding thing that I've had is morning, either either late night seeking or early morning seeking. So either like 12 to one or two or something or waking up at three, four, five, something like that. And those times that I've stuck to that and been disciplined in that have been like night and day difference, the most rewarding seasons of my life. And so it's that combination of, and a lot of times we we tie it in with like, we think of seeking God as, oh, we have to be in our prayer room. We have to be in our Bible. We have to be in worship. And like, these are the three things Christians have. Like we just, we can pray, we have the Bible and we have worship, which is true. But we also forget that worship 
is a part of seeking God. Worshiping God is a part of calling upon him because he rests on the on his, the praise of his people and thrown on his people's praise, right? Um, as a Psalm 20, 22. And so it's not just in that secret place of, of our room. It's in the secret place of our heart. And so what I found is that it is the constant turning to Jesus in all things. Yeah. The constant turning of like whatever it is you're doing, seeing like Jesus, where are you here? Show me where you're at here. What are you saying here? What are you know what I'm saying? Constantly to be asking. And it's not that you're always getting an answer, but it's the more that your heart turns to him, the more that it becomes your heart's habit to turn to him and to rest mm -hmm. with him. The more that you're turning to him, the more that you're finding him. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so I think yeah. that's what uh, ties back into the Psalm 22 of like a deer, like until I'm in heaven, I'm that deer panting. You know what I mean? Until I see him face to face in glory, I'm still panting. No, yeah. If I'm in his presence, I'm still panting. You know what I'm saying? I'm resting, but I'm always crying out, Abba, Father, more. You know, what I'm, like that still has to be our heart posture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm curious, man, like when, because this isn't like what you're talking about, isn't something that at least in like the circles that I grew up in, it's mm -hmm. not, it wasn't like a common thing, you know, it was like mm -hmm. not to put down the people that were in my church that it, I, this isn't what I'm saying isn't even necessarily about that, but it just was like, it wasn't, it wasn't, openly talked about like this you know and i would imagine this wasn't something you know this this recognition of that constant needing to fuel the fire that constant needing to press in you know mm -hmm. um to be full so that you can go out and you can you have something to give people but mm -hmm. you're always that recognition that you need to fill up the tank um right. Well, like when did when did this start? Was it a teaching you heard? Was it just like straight revelation from reading the word? Like, I, yeah, I'm just curious how this, you know, this process came about for you. So I, I was a drug addict, right? Right. And with that, I always was a passionate person, always been all in type of person. And, and that's a blessing and a curse, because whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to do it right. I'm going to try to do it all in. And um. So I had a crazy passion for drugs. I mean, and so it was almost as if God took that and translated it to being addicted to him, wow, hungry for him, right? On. And and I think what initiated it was, uh, like, I think I was maybe three weeks saved, three or four weeks saved, and God called me on a 10-day fast. I never even, like, I thought that was impossible, insane. It didn't even make sense to me. But he called me on a 10-day fast, and I think it was just, it was juice uh, and milk was i would have like a pack because i was in jail so all i had was these little bags of juice and milk and so i'd have that in the morning and then that was it and um and so i did that and i remember uh like the fourth or fifth day i felt more alive than i ever felt in my life i felt the presence of god like just hovering over me almost uh i was just so close to jesus i felt like i could just like I was just with him. Like that's yeah. the only way. I could, like mm -hmm. I felt like he was literally with me. And yeah. I remember I was on the phone one night, and I felt so good. I said, "Dude, I'm a fast forever." Like I, I'm like <laughs> on the phone. Like I was like, I feel because you know I'm talking to someone. They're telling me like you can't do that. It's not healthy. You know they're telling me. And I said, "You have no." I said, "I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. I don't even think I want to eat again." Like 
know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so you will die, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's how good I felt. And I remember in that that 10 day span, what God did within me Dude, just marked me to where I literally it was done. It was a done deal. And so I started to notice that the more like every time I would really dedicate that time to him. And, and when I was in this halfway house and everyone else would be watching TV and I'd be in my, in my room reading the Bible, it was like, it wasn't a self-righteous thing, but it was like, he's meeting me. Why the yeah. heck do I want to, I don't want to sit there and watch a movie. I've seen all these movies, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, it's not like, I don't like people. I'm a, I'm a loving person. It's like, I don't want to talk right now. I want to go be with him. It, yeah. it just like the more that I did it, the more that he fed it. And it's like, yeah. Like, I think we forget sometimes, like we literally have access to the throne room of heaven, to the son of God, to, you know, to the light of the world. And we have access to that. And this is what makes me believe that all of us, myself included, sometimes really lack faith, because if we really believe that, why wouldn't we go be with him? Dude. If we really believe okay. like, hey, when I turn and close my eyes right now and I turn my heart to Jesus, when I do that. Yeah he's actually hearing me and he's actually listening. He's actually with me. If we really believe that, if I told you, Hey man, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you this phone number. That's the, the number to, you know, the president of the United States. And you could, like he said, you can come over or something who wouldn't call that and be like, well, let me at least see. And then if it was real, who wouldn't go, go like, it's like, you really have that connection, that access. And so if we really yeah. believe that, then what's really, what's keeping us from walking in that, you know? And yeah. so, I think that's what it was. It was just like the reality of it. And he kept meeting me and, 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 you know what I mean? It is always like that. You know what I mean? I've definitely had my seasons where it didn't feel like he met me, sure. but it yeah. happened enough to where it marked me to where it's like, well, this is all I know now. I mean, like yeah. this is, this life is empty to me. If I don't have his presence, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of miserable. You know what mm. I'm saying? If I feel like that barricade is there, it's, it's a growl that comes out of me. Like, um, like what like you know what i'm saying that it's just this this animalistic like i have to get there because yeah i don't like not having it i don't like being near him you know what i mean even right now is a season where that hunger is stirring like talking about it because i know there's more is it like you know what i mean and, and, oh yeah dude yeah yeah, yeah man yeah. i mean you're what you're like you you pretty much laid out like the ache in my heart right now mm. you know it's mm. just like god's been really speaking to me about um well i'll preface it with this i think it's really important to not just if god says something's okay in one season to not assume that's okay forever and yeah and that you're gonna you're gonna ebb and flow he, there's gonna be some things that god's like hey i don't want you to do that anymore then there's going to mm. be some things that you're just going to go, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to watch that anymore. Even if you like didn't feel a conviction about it, you sought the Lord. He didn't say anything. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. You know? And so um, to not assume that that's the way it is for the rest of your life, you know, but to always just do what you feel the Lord is leading you to do or not leading you to do. And right now God has really been like leading, like talking to me a lot about discipline in just all different areas, man, like uh, yeah. being consistent with like going on dates with my wife, you know, mm. like things like that, you know, where like every week we set a time and I, I just, I don't even think about it. I just do it, you know? Mm. Um, and that was something that we used to do. And then we stopped and I really felt like 
the Lord was really prompting me to like start doing that again. And it was also just a desire of my heart to be completely yeah. honest, you know, but um, all different kinds of things, you know, but one of the things is like shifting around how I spend my time after hours, you mm. know, um, mm -hmm. to be more purposeful with this thing and that thing. And so, man, I mean, you're, you're definitely speaking to me. I'm sure there's a lot of other people. I'm sure some people listening right now, they're like, yeah, that's totally me too. You know, I just feel like that's the season we're in, man. It's like, you know, we hear a lot about revival and what God is doing. And, and a lot of it starts in the body of Christ. You know, it's like things, things get, they burn away. You know, when you, your, your desires, they burn away when you're pressing into that secret place. Um, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And so I just think that there's a lot of people in that place as well, for sure. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually, you know, something that God's talking to me about is um, like, I'm, you know, when I'm asking like, God, what do you want me to be doing in this season? He's like, I just want you building your family. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like he wants my focus on, on my wife, my kids um, building that. And it's, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times we get religious and we have to, we, or at least me, I associate doing things with God or for God with, with, um, just God alone. Right. You know what I mean? Like I forget sometimes that, oh yeah, me just doing this is honoring and spending time with God. You know what I mean? I can do that. And all, you know, like uh brother Lawrence said, God's in the bubbles, you know what I yeah. mean? So like, and anything God, there's glory in it. Um, you know? And so I think that's definitely something true, especially, um, like you, you know, talking about this revival stuff, this, you know, good topic. It's like the way I see it is, like the kingdom is like a beach you know it's like when you get trans transported transformed into the kingdom it's like you get you're on a beach and it's like some people are you know want to sit on the beach and with their toes in the sand and and it's they're not any less saved it's not any it's like you know what i mean when i'm speaking about this this is not from any type of place of like oh it's better more important more love more nothing like that we're all on the same beach and we're all playing in the same ocean you know what i'm saying but I just personally, I want to go out into the water. And the deeper that you go into the water, the more that you lose your balance, the, the more that you lose your ability to maneuver, the more you lose control. The deeper you go into the water, the more that you have to surrender to the ocean. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's like, it's really just a matter of like, what do you want out of this? You know, yeah. you're saved. What do you want from it? I know that me, like, I just see too much pain in the world. You know, I'm so tired of seeing these like drug addict, you know, addicted teens that are don't even have their prefrontal lobe completely formed and they're completely consumed with addiction. And, and mm -hmm. it just breaks my heart. Just everything, you know, mental illness, just seeing people just just suffering. And so I guess my heart cries like, God, I'm just not content. Just, be, you know, just being like a good person to someone. And, and, you know, maybe there's times it gets prideful, but I just feel like, like I have to do everything I can to be everything I can be for the, for someone else that might need it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where my, I think the hunger comes from. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I, I want to, you know, I want to make a difference in someone's life when they encounter me, you know what I mean? And there's no worse feeling to me than seeing someone, you know, hurting and not having anything to offer them you Dude. know well i think that's why it's so important to not be isolated because that yeah. that what you described right there it's because you're seeing other people going 
who've done it before and they're like it, it, it's weird it's this like weird intimidating thing because like what prompted me the spark it was more of a spark what got what sparked my desire to go into missions was like a like a couple of different instances but the final one was this guy we went to um there's a place down in southern california called the dream center and it's like this big outreach center and and um so we went down there with my church and there's this aussie dude uh who's driving our our van uh to take uh, my youth group to and i was a youth leader at the time um so i was like 19 18 or 19 something like that help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today and um and i'm sitting there and i'm listening to him talk and my youth pastor's talking to him he's like oh he's like you're from australia like what brought you brought you here? And he's sitting there and he's talking. And one of these days I'm going to meet this guy in heaven. And I'm just going to like, say, God used you in a massive way in my life. And you didn't have any idea I was listening. Um, Cause he just sat there and he was like, you know, I was, uh, I was on this mission trip and then I was in the, you know, I can't remember where he was uh, some other country other than Australia. And then he's like, and then I heard the Lord say, I want you to go to Los Angeles, to the dream center directly from where you are not go home back to australia to collect your things to go directly there and he's like and i did and here i am dude i heard that and i was like so like in like i was so it it masked itself as intimidation you know you can meet some like a man or woman of god and you're kind of like intimidated or like whoa like they're like they're they're deep in the ocean you know like you're talking about it uh, fully surrendered to it or way more surrendered than I am, you know? And so mm-hmm. I heard this guy talking and I was just like, and it, something very similar happened to me that prompted me to go into missions. And it was like this, it was like, God yeah. took that in like as a seed. Cause he knew like my desire was him. You know, my desire yeah. was, was to actually like live out my, my faith, not just like say, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but you know, I dabble in these other things, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's funny how little small things like that, right? Can can God can use like these just seemingly small things to do big things in you? And yeah. I think that's the power of God is like God will use the smallest stuff to challenge your your surrender. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll be the yeah. most simple things to do the biggest work in you. You know, it's like there, it's it's it, it's just so interesting because it's like you when you when you call out for God in a way of like surrender and like um. I remember this time, right? I, I was driving and I was in this, I had been praying and I'm fired up in the Holy ghost and I'm about to go get food. I was, I was picking up food from this bar and I'm driving on the way there and I'm praying Mm -hmm. in tongues and I'm yelling. I said, God, I said, I'll do anything uh, you want. Like I'm sold out, you know, and I'm, I'm boasting in, in my, my surrender. Right. And, uh, and I get to the bar and I sit down and I had just gotten this rose gold, um, Michael Kors watch. And the thing is, I'm not a super flashy person. I don't, I've never had jewelry. I've never been someone to buy stuff like that. But that was like one thing I always kind of wanted. And so I finally get this, this rose gold Michael Kors watch. And I'm, I had it for like two days. I get to the bar. I'm sitting on the, the stool. I'm waiting for the food. I look over and there's a lesbian couple sitting there talking. And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to give your watch to her and tell you, tell her I love her. 
Now, here's the thing. This was a female watch because I, I if you know, I, I like female watches because I don't like the, the big face frames. I like uh -huh. the smaller faces. Yeah, yeah. So it was a female watch. So that was one funny thing about it. But I'm sitting there and God said, give her the watch. Tell her I love her. And I said, what? And I pretend like I didn't hear God. I said, no, you know what? <laughs> I've totally done that. <laughs> you know? And, and so the funny thing was I was literally bragging basically to God how sold out I am. Right now. Like, Cause you know, I had felt his presence. It's so easy to, you know, to get fired up. And so yeah. I feel his presence. And, and, and he's like, I thought you were just telling me you do anything. You can't even give up like a material thing. What do you know? Man. I thought you were sold out, Josh. <laughs> you know, and he's challenging me, my heart. And I'm sitting there and I, I get quiet and I'm kind of sitting there, you know, I'm waiting for my food and I'm like, dang. But I, I knew that it was God. So I'm yeah. kind of like, he really is asking me to do this. And I'm like, am I, like, am I really going to put this thing, you know, over what God's asking me to do right now? And so I ended up doing it. You know, I ended up giving the girl the watch telling her you know i just felt like god really you know wants you to know that he he loves you and he told me to give this to you you know and she was kind of like what she's like she's like i'm not taking no she's like i'm not taking your watch and i was like look i said god's telling me to do something if you want to give it to somebody else that's on you but i said this is you know i'm giving you this watch and i'll never forget i get the food and i walk out and the joy that I felt, I mean, I started to tremble. The power of God hit me and I was like trembling. And the joy and the I'm proud of you, son, type of moment oh, I had yeah. was 10 times more fulfilling than the joy I had getting that watch. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. but that was an example of like, it was something small. You know what I mean? It was something just give someone something. But it challenged my heart for 15 minutes that I had to sit there and wrestle with it. You know what I mean? It was like. No, I don't want to. I just got it. God, you know, you know, all these things I had. But at the end of the day, you know, what we do for God is is more important or what we do uh, for love of God is more important than anything we have. And you know what I mean? And we, I think it's easier said than done sometimes, you know, but oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Dude, do you ever have those moments? Uh, like something I've noticed with me is when I get a word of knowledge about somebody and I'm going to share it with them, or uh, I feel the weight of the importance of me talking to somebody. Mm. This doesn't happen all the time, but there are some key moments that I can think of where, like, there's this girl. I was at the I was at the store, and and then the Lord, I was I. I knew I was going to be back in there because I went there all the time and she was, uh, I I've seen her a couple of times. So I knew that God said, Hey, when you get home, I want you to, I want you to intercede over her. I, there's some mm. things I want to tell you about her. And I'm like, okay. You know? And so I went home uh, and then I, you know, went before the Lord and he told me some very key things to share with her. And when I went back, look, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I, I don't mind talking to people, you know, but dude, I was shaking so bad. And then I was like, in my head, I'm like, stop shaking. Because at the time, I didn't realize that this is what it was. But now I can realize over the course of my life, like, yeah, this is something that happens to me. Where like, I'll start shaking, like uncontrollably as I'm talking to them. I'm like, and then I, like, I, I used to get really self-conscious. I still kind of do sometimes, admittedly. Because I'm yeah, like, yeah. normally know how I normally am with people. And all of a sudden, I'm like, super shaky my voice is shaky my hands are like visibly shaking as i'm sharing <laughs> this thing with this girl and then like god totally like hits her you know uh because all he said he's like tell her that i miss her 
Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, by the way, she's also struggling with anxiety and she's not sleeping at night. And so those are the, the things that he gave me. And then he gave me a couple of other like pictures and, and there was like kind of a message behind them. But the second I said, God says he misses you. And I didn't know if she had a, actually God told me that I knew that because he said he missed her, that she had had a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was like I had said that to her and all of a sudden her, I saw her ear because she was wearing a mask, you know, because it was mm-hmm. back when like a way to wear masks. And, and I saw her eyes well up with tears, you know, and it was just like, I mean, it was just an amazing thing. But I was like shaking like crazy. And it happened last week again with somebody where I was just like, stop shaking. Why are you shaking? Stop. But I realized I'm like, for me, that's that's something that happens. I don't know if that's ever happened with you. I mean, you did mention you shaking like as you were walking out of that encounter with giving the watch. But Oh, well, that was like a shake. That was like I was like trembling under the power of God. Like I started Mm. like feeling like that uh, Holy Spirit electricity. And that's only happened maybe five times, but I've definitely had the nerve nervous uh, for, you know, releasing something for somebody or, or talking to somebody at something. And it's the the funniest thing about all this to me that I'm an evangelist is that I'm an introvert and I'm extremely I'm not antisocial, but I'm extremely like if we're in a group setting, I'm the most quiet guy in the room. So the fact that God is like using me to talk to people, you know, in itself and, and reach out to people that I don't really know is is kind of you know it's it's just funny to me you know what i mean because it's it's that's my weakness i'm not good at at just you know what i mean um but it's like the i think what it is is like there's i heard this guy talk i forget his name but he was talking about uh he's like you know that like clammy feeling you give before you give a prophetic word that like nervous kind of type feeling sometimes he's like i feel that I've been doing this 20 years or whatever it was. He's like, and I still feel that every word. I wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't think it ever goes away because I mean, I've, I, yeah. there's times that I know that I know uh, my, the word that God gave me is right. Um, but you still, there's like that glimpse of like, am I sure this is right? While you're waiting for their like reaction or their response, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. funny you say that uh, about the the weight of it, because I know exactly what you're talking about. There was, the other day, actually, uh, I think it was like last week I was walking to I was just walking around kind of just, you know, and uh, I think I was going to get something to eat or something. And and I see this girl and, and this particular day I was off. I was not like, you know, I was not evangelist Josh that day. I was just I just want to be alone. I just want to, like, collect myself. That's who I yeah. was that day. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I know when I know God wants to talk to someone. And so I'm walking and I see this girl sitting on the curb and I could tell she's distressed and I feel that weight God highlights to her to her. So I know, I, you know, I've been doing this long enough. I know when God's trying to touch someone yep. and, uh, you know, plant a seed or whatever. And so I see her and I said, um, I said, oh, I said, God, I'm not, I'm not really, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm I, don't, off I don't want to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to right now, you know, but I said, all right, I know, I know what this is. I can't just let this pass, you know? Yeah. Cause I saw, I said, you all right. And she said, yeah, I'm just waiting for my mom. Did you know, I said, well, you look distressed right now. I said, you know, and she said, she said, yeah, I am. She's like, I need medication. My insurance isn't working this, that, and third. Well, I start talking to her about Jesus and you know, all this. And she was in, uh, in recovery. She's trying to, she's like, I've been detoxing off heroin for two days. I'm trying to, wow. you know, and so it ends up being completely accurate, but the most crazy part to me, and this blessed me was the first time that this, something like this has happened or one of the first times I think she said, she had was recently starting to try to reach out to God. 
So that's like the confirmation of like, oh, I know because she's starting that that seeking. But yeah. you know what she said that I never heard before was she said, when I saw you, she said, I felt like my heart like gripped me. She's like, I knew that you were here for a reason. She's like, when I saw wow. you, I knew that you were here for a reason. And and so I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like God not only drops that weight on us, but I think he drops it on the recipient. They, you know what I mean? Like they know whether they're aware of it or not. It's a divine uh, you know, encounter. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I have a question. There have been sometimes, and I'm, you know, I'm still working through this, you know, I'm still learning, you know, like praying for yeah. people out in public and it's just like an ever, you know, you're gr always growing at it, but the, there've been a couple instances recently and I'm, I'm thinking I'm seeing a connection between like what I've been feeling with the Lord, like in him, pulling me into this, like, I, I know you're around here somewhere, but I can't find the, the, the door that you're behind just yet. Um, but there have been times when I've been out, you know, we'll go out to dinner or something, waiter or waitress or whatever. Um, and I immediately feel like God's heart for this person. And I hear him saying something, but I can't, I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to do you have any advice on like what to do. Cause I know there's other people that have been in that situation where like, Oh my God, I know you're saying something right now, but I just can't. Uh, I mean, what would you recommend doing in that? Cause say it's somebody that, you know, in this case, I've been fortunate that these people are people that I know I'll see again, mm -hmm. but we don't always have that you know, where you're like, Oh, I'm feeling God, I'm feeling something like you feel almost like a pull towards this person. And like, I feel in my heart, like God's just absolute love for this person. But then I don't know quite how to initiate a conversation with them. So yeah, you you know, God's saying something for them, but you just don't have the words, but you just yeah, you feel exactly. the, the, you feel the pool of his heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say honestly, in that what's worked for me is, you know, obviously I'll pray before I approach them kind of quick, like real quickly to myself, I'll just say, Holy Spirit, this, this one's on you because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not connecting with what you're saying, I guess. I don't know, but I know that you're here. So, you know, do your thing. Um, yeah. I'll say something like that. And then to be honest with you, two, two methods I take approaches with that. Uh, one is complete transparency and just 100 i'll just be completely honest and i'll say hey look uh and i'll just tell them exactly what i'm feeling or what i'm thinking and and just say you know this could be completely off but i feel like maybe this is you know what i mean i'll take that approach because at the end of the day if it's if god's really on it nine times out of ten they'll be like wow that's crazy i was just thinking this or I, you know wow it's crazy i was just asking someone this or and it, and then god will bring out of them the reason you're there you know what i mean so nine times out of ten god once you just kind of approaching with it, it'll come. The second approach I'll I'll take is I'll uh I'll I'll basically I'll find some type of like scripture, right? Find a uh, a scripture that's kind of intriguing or um you know interesting, right? I'll find something short and I'll just go up to them and just and I won't say it's scripture or anything. I'll just start talking about that scripture. Like I'll just I'll just be like, man, it's I'll be like, guess what I just heard today? I'll be like, yo, check this out. What I just heard today. And I'll just start, you know, like, uh, the, you know, the other day I went and did it. Someone I said, I said, dude, guess what? I some guy sitting there at the, you know, the center. And I'm like, hey, dude, I was like, guess what? I just found out. I was like, bro, God literally 
want uh when jesus lets wa uh, living water flow from us you know what i mean and that uh matthew 7 or whatever and i was like dude, this is crazy and i just went into it like i was learning something new like i just found this out dude did you what do you think about this you know what i mean and so i'll find ways to just just break the ice um but i know that if god's making that pool on their heart on my heart and has them he'll bring out what it is yeah like that's the thing that they're longing for is that mm -hmm. that you're giving you you're using god as the center you're letting your intentions kind of be known sort of like right out of the gate you know it's not exactly like, i'm talking about something but they don't know i'm a christian yet or you know like you're just um and maybe depending on the scripture they might not outright know but you're talking about god or you know jesus or whatever but um yeah no that's really good really good i think because you know it's like sometimes you just get uh, i you know i try to be really transparent on the show you know like i'm figuring this out like yeah i you know um and so uh i think that sometimes we can get in that place of like well i don't i don't want to go up and like i mean because i've definitely had moments where like i was like dude what the heck was that you know or like <laughs> go up you're like you say exactly what you're gonna say and it's just like I, I swear it just doesn't come out right you know and you're like yeah you try to uh, cover definitely. and it doesn't you know it's just so definitely yeah yeah I d i've definitely had those moments too that's why with prophetic words i typically won't be like god saying this i i just ask them the question i'll say hey by any chance you know and i just ask the question because that way if if i'm wrong then i could be like okay sorry for the random question but you don't move yeah but, but yeah <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. it's yeah. funny too because there's times that i'll be like in a prophetic flow and i'll be like hitting it hitting it and then you like kind of get confident and so then the, the next person i'll hear something wild and just be like oh, i was probably right because i you know i've been i've been on it today right and then and it's like way off and but yeah that's funny yeah <laughs> it keeps us humble those moments yeah keep us humble well i think For too sure. like that's my big you know when i was uh and i mean again like i said i'm i'm going through this and just learning uh, like how how i react to things in the spirit still you know after all these years and and so I was like getting really hard on myself, you know, like yeah. the other day when I, because it was like, my voice was shaking. I was like, what in the world? Like, I'm not like, I talk like this to people like in person, like I'm not, this is how I am, you know? And, and so, um, I was like overcompensating by like yell talking because I was like trying to cover up. And so I was laughing at myself afterwards, <laughs> like kind of beating myself up. And I was just like, ah, and I was like, no. And then God showed me like a couple of different instances more notable ones that have happened recently where i was feeling that way and he was like do you notice a pattern like mm. and he was like trying to like just tell me to chill out basically yeah do you, you say know? you don't know you don't think you know like what it might be no i think like, no like in regards to like the feeling like just all of a sudden if i feel the weight of a of a word or something like that that i'm going to give somebody and i i i shake like i i mm. actually like um, and I think too, maybe yeah. part of it is just like, you feel the weight of it. And then you also feel the nerves of giving something like that. You're like, I don't know how this person's going to take this, you know? You know I, well, yeah, that's why I was asking if it, cause there was been a couple of times and I didn't, I for, completely forgot about this. There was a couple of times that God was asking me to do something that, that where I got like that. Like I got, I remember like a couple of years ago, I was, God told me to like text every pastor that I knew and uh, invite them to a three-day fast 
And it felt so weird because I was like, I don't want them to think I'm trying to lead, you know, because I was only like two years saved. I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm like trying to lead some fast or, you know, like trying to exert some type of uh-huh. uh, authority. Like I was like, that's so weird. I don't fit and put them all in a group chat. And it was like, it was so strange. And I started shaking like that. Like, this is so I don't want to do this, but I felt God so strong on it. And I mean, I ended up doing it and. It was like I, everyone didn't no one even replied one one pastor replied and was like you know I'm, I'm, i'll do it with you um but like no one even replied and then but then it was crazy because after it just i felt so peace like it was like that i think sometimes it's really just about obedience not accuracy yeah. or you know it's just about being obedient with stuff like that but yeah um, i, no, I, think, I right. think sometimes too people get nervous that's why i was asking if it was nerves because sometimes people they get nervous and it's I think it's honestly like sometimes I think that we're not sold out to Jesus being cool. Like, yeah, like it's like we know we're talking about something that's not cool to people. It's like, yeah. so, you yeah. know what I mean? I think Absolutely. it's like it's owning like, dude, I'm talking about this, the coolest thing in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like nowadays yeah. it's it's cool to smoke weed. It's cool to do all these things. And it's like we almost feel like, especially like I noticed with younger Christians and like maybe high school or something, it's like they they know that they're they're into something that that is a little less accepted or less like you know cool in in the school or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think even though you might be, you know believe in God and everything, you kind of take that on like you know I'm the I believe in something that's not cool kind of thing because you know what's cool yeah. in society. And I think yeah. it's overcoming that and acknowledging like, dude, I have dem- like. I have dominion. I have, you know, I'm, I have, you know, angelic hosts in my life. I have yeah, for the real. kingdom is with me. So what I'm talking about is cool. And I'm going to, it gives you that confidence of like what I'm about to say. And, and this conversation, God is behind it. Yeah. So wh- why am I nervous? If you're not going to care, if you care, or you're, you know, yeah. if you think it's dumb or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's something I've been telling myself lately too, is like, who cares, man? Like, and I mean, Jesus does say people will hate you because of me. So there's a recognition, I think. But I think sometimes too, you could be, you could be coming up against like if you feel that kind of sheepishness or that those nerves or even the recognition, what I'm about to share is not cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be say if it's somebody who's demonized someone who's got like the, the demons are like nope nope go away go away nope you're yeah. stupid go away don't no she won't listen you know what i mean uh-huh. like, i uh-huh. think that there's that too you know but then look yeah to kind of strip away the spiritual aspect of it sometimes it is just nerves you know sometimes yeah. it is you are just nervous for sure to like break out of someone's normal daily cycle and go yeah hey Check this out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Suck for sure. Out of the room in three, two, one. You know. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens too. So. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, definitely nervous. But. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, I, hopefully, people are getting that. Number one, it's okay to be nervous, but also just that increased hunger. Like we're we're supposed to go and be lo- the light of the world. You know. Um, salt and light. And um, that's an all hands on deck thing. There's no one that's exempt from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Amen. talks about on the Sermon on the Mount. And that's something that I've been talking about. Just really, God's been really showing me just different aspects of my life and going like, there's no 
there's no exemption. Yeah, there's some people who are called to full-time ministry and blah, blah, mm. blah, you know, but that's not an excuse for everyone else in the body of Christ to not engage, to not do it, to not pursue God and hear God for themselves. You know, we talk a lot about on the show too, about like how important it is to, to ask God, like, you know, instead of being like going up to every prophetic person and go, give me a word, give me a word, Josh, give me a word, Jeff, give me a word. All these things go like, what's God saying to you? Like what I say yeah. to you should confirm what God's already been saying to you. Uh, well, that's not yeah. only, that's not the only time. It's common, very yeah. common though. Like that's I mean, what, yeah. Yeah. And I was talking about this last week that um, uh, often it's like, oh, actually, no, sorry. It's Friday show that we recorded on Friday. We had to record it early. Uh, so I'm going to a little taster, but it's, it's that it, to me, it's more awesome, man. When like you get a prophetic word from somebody that confirms something that God has been saying to you and they'll even use like the same phrases that God had said to you. Yeah. Like to me, that's way cool. It's like, Whoa, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I just think it's, I think it's awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I would love for you to just to pray for people and just close out this time. Um, you know, I just think that there's a lot of people that feel that that weight of like, man, I, yeah, yeah, I got to talk to that coworker. I had I've been sitting on that word that God gave me about that coworker for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'd love for you to pray for people. Yeah, real quick, I just want to say that. Um, you know, I don't if you're somebody that that is what's on your heart to really, you know, to see that like revival type of thing in, in your workplace or see that revival, you know, take place even within your own self or, you know, you're really hungry for God. This is not, you know, th this is an invitation into deeper things. And, you know, I've, I've read a lot of revivalists and stuff like that. And if you study the way they went after God, it, it will it will rock your world. You know what I mean? And the level of hunger that that was in these people, you know, like John Wesley, he used to pray for like 17 hours before sermons. Like, so it's like you see that yeah. and people, you know, we make it like, a you know, it's by grace and stuff. And yeah, that's true. But the state of the vessel does matter. You know what yeah. I mean? The condition of the vessel does matter. It does make a difference if you're prayed up or not prayed up. You know, it, it it does. And I've seen that happen when I've been lazier in prayer versus when I'm not. You know what I mean? It My confidence is level. You know, I'm, I'm bold as a line. When I haven't been doing that, I'm a little more timid and a little more anxious about it. Right. Yeah. But um, but that's the last thing I want to say. You know, there's a lot available. And um, but yeah, let me pray. Yeah. Father, I just thank you for the glorious message of the gospel. Jesus, I just thank you that you are the light of the world. And I just ask, Father, that you would have mercy on everybody here listening tonight, that all of us, Father, would partake of your mercy and of your glory and of your grace. Yeah. Jesus, I ask that you would instill a fire in everybody, a hunger, God, that you'd give people a grace just to get started, Father, that you'd give them the discipline just to get started, just to wake up earlier, just to carve out that extra 20 minutes before dinner, just to stay up a little bit later, even though they're tired, Father, because you will honor those moments. You will honor that hunger, Father. I ask that you'd give people a desire to seek your face, that they would 
the those that are finding themselves bored with the routine of what they've had with you father i ask in the name of jesus christ i ask that you would give them the grace to pursue it lord to diligently seek you father it says in your word in proverbs 8 that you will love those who love you and bless those who diligently seek you, that you'd reveal yourself to those, that you would manifest yourself to those that obey your commandments and seek you, come after you with the hunger. So I ask, Father, that everybody in the name of Jesus would be touched by your spirit right now, that they'd be touched and infused with a focus and a discipline, God, that you would lift the weights off everybody in Jesus' name, the weights that tells them to stay silent. Father, but that they would find a new groan and a new growl within their spirit, that they go after you with an animalistic hunger and without condemnation and without shame, without fear, Father, that we'd go forth knowing that you've anointed us, that we are anointed vessels, that we are seen by you, Father, and that heaven is behind us. In the name of Jesus, God, I just ask you bless them. Father, let our hearts beat. Let them pound for you, God. Let them growl for you, Jesus. We want to touch the, the hem of your garment. We need a touch, Father. So I just ask you would pour that out on everybody, that you would pour out the hunger for pursuit, that you would pour out the hunger for holiness, that you'd pour out the heart for repentance, God. Make us to love you and to know you deeper. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, man. All right, how can people follow you, plug the podcast, all that good stuff? Yeah, you can follow me on um, Joshua underscore Kingdom Priest, and that is on Instagram as well as TikTok. Um, and I have a podcast called Farewell to the Surface, which is on YouTube as well as uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor. Um, and so you keep up with you, me there. You talk about all kinds of stuff on Farewell to the Surface, right? Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I, I'm inconsistent with it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I, 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 I guess, uh, I want to. I want God to lead them mm -hmm. in the sense that I don't want to yeah. just be coming up with content just to have it. And so, uh, but I actually will be shooting an episode this this Thursday. So nice. So yeah, we should be so moving with this. More to follow. Farewell at the surface, everybody. There's a link to the Spotify in the description. If you want to give it a listen, give it a follow, all that good stuff. Josh, thank you so much, man. You're oh, legit. Absolutely, man. Always enjoy it. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Monday. Uh, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, we've got Josh Rich back on. We're going to be talking about, he went to the Asbury Revival. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking mm. about media. We're going to be talking about all kinds of different stuff. Uh, so it's going to be a great conversation, just like today's. Uh, so that'll be great. Uh, so that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow on Tuesday, February 21st. Also, there's a link at the end, ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. That keeps this whole thing afloat five days a week, all that stuff, because it's a lot of moving parts uh, to do something like that that often. So we really appreciate the donations. And of course, you take a portion of every single donation. It would funnel it into our water well efforts over in Uganda and beyond. And we've been able to do a lot, and it's because of you guys' generosity. So God bless you guys. We will see you tomorrow with Josh Rich at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.